Hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another edition of the world's greatest video game podcast in history of all time. That would be, of course, this podcast. Uh, this is Weekly Games Chat. This is episode 341, Chris. Can you believe it? It flies by. Every it flies week. by, much like when John used to be a host. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was just yesterday you started the show, buddy, when it used to be games and games, you know? Right. Ah, uh, Chris, where are you? Uh, uh, I don't I don't know. He's probably oh, watching shout the out. anime. <laughs> yeah, he is. Shout out to everybody uh, checking us out live, recording uh, the podcast on Twitch.tv Weekly Game Chat. We appreciate you, um, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, if you are watching, you see that John's not really going to talk today because John is still not feeling well. So, um, if you did give thoughts and prayers last week, please continue to do that. Uh, he, Chris saw him mm-hmm. in theory. What? How many days ago? Yesterday uh yeah last night last night even and but he didn't see him in person they were in cars and uh yeah chris said i I, he said you'll never guess who i ran into and i named everybody but john (laughs) it was it was funny um it was good stuff but yeah john if you're listening man you know we love your face we want you to feel better hopefully you can make it back for 342 if not hey just keep getting better. Okay. It just was, don't die. It was also interesting just because the whole entire time I had to, uh, we had to sit there and watch this person in front of us waiting to get prescriptions in his car. 15 minutes, Sean, is how long it took him to appear. Like yeah. he, was, he was apparently having a consultation with Dude. his pharmacist right then there about what he should be taking and how he should be taking it. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we're, Ladies and gentlemen, we're just dipping our toe into old man chat, okay? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going and if anybody you had, if if you're young, you maybe ridden to the Walgreens or CVS with your mom or your grandparents. Yeah, it's crazy how like in a drive-through pharmacy situation, it does it lasts longer than five minutes per car, but it can, and you start to wonder if the pharmacist is like in the car giving them a you know, hey, this is the medicine, this is what you should do, these are the side effects. It's like yo. Uh, it's crazy. Um, I saw something really that made me chuckle. Uh, two things that I wanted to bring them up today, Chris. Let's see if you saw these. You probably didn't because I don't think we look at the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But everybody knows the Olympics are starting soon, right, in Beijing. It's going to be, I believe, in February. It's starting soon, the Winter Olympics. Correct. Uh, they're going to keep They're going to keep going despite, you know, the worries of Omicron. And I've seen – I don't mean to scare everybody. I'm sure you've seen it too. There's another Omicron version that's even after Delta Omicron, even all that, they're still going to do the Olympics. There's going to be very limited. I don't even know if people can go, Uh, but I saw something where they're actually, there's actually um, condoms available. Yeah. They do this all the time, but next to the condoms is a sign that says hugging is discouraged. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not a good idea. Uh, what? <laughs> it just made me, it made me chuckle. But then I keep reading on the same website I'm on, and there's going to be a snowstorm in the States. Uh, and Minnesota is going to get hit by this snowstorm, but it has a very famous snowplow, apparently. Do you think you know what this snowplow's name is? 
I don't. Would you like it, for me to find it funny? Would you like to take a guess? Let's just see what you would. If you had to name a snowplow, what would you name it, Chris? Ooh. <laughs> think of the things we think are funny like that. Um, um exactly. I, I see Adelpha's comment back to the Olympics while Chris is thinking, you don't necessarily have to hug to you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> um uh, let's see. Big Richard. Uh you, you you're in the ballpark. Okay. Uh, think about well, I mean, but think about like it would be like Richard McBig Richard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the name of this snowplow in Minnesota is fantastic. It's called Plowy McPlowface. <laughs> That's a <laughs> playoff of a Bodie McBoatface. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, apparently it's, uh, like I said, in Minnesota, I don't know the place, but there's a big snowstorm coming. So I say that I assume we probably have someone in the area that's going to be affected by snowstorm. Please, please, please. Uh, be safe, but don't worry. You do have Plowy McPlowface clearing the roads for you guys. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, yeah, and, and uh, as we record, we don't know if it was Twitter or I'm sorry, Twitch based, or if it's going to in the. We'll probably fix it in post. If it was, it won't not. be affected to those who are listening to this. Okay, then never mind. No. Uh, but shout out to D White Dynamite for making sure we we are good to go. Uh, Chris, you're a big fan of the NFTs, right? <clears throat> No, <laughs> not um, one bit. <laughs> I saw what well, I don't know how this plays out, but I saw an article about an NFT and I thought of you. I don't know why, but I did. Uh, but one of my favorite directors has sold an NFT. And that is Quentin Tarantino. Oh, it's it's one of Quentin's first. Apparently, he's going to have a few of them come out. Um, can you guess how much it was bought for? I'm going to guess at least millions. It was $1.1 million. Yeah. It was a group called Secret Labs. The secret is spelled S-C-R-T. Um, can secret you guess what? Labs? Like, huh? What's Secret no. Lab? <laughs> <laughs> they make chairs. Yeah. No. Can you guess what it was of? Something with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Okay. The Suitcase, maybe? No. Um, Let's go... John Travolta doing his, like, what's going on? That became a meme? Uh, No. It it was the Royale with cheese, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, okay. Uh, but it was very cool. I think it was like hand, obviously hand drawn, and it was a Quentin Tarantino original. But uh, one point one million dollars. Yeah, it was a Royale with cheese, <laughs> and it was bought by Secret Networks. Um, it's a group of investors who bid it together. Chris, this NF- NFT thing is taken over, and. I read the news article and they're calling it groundbreaking and all this stuff. Mm. And this is the kind of stuff that's going to bleed possibly its way into our video games, our beloved video games. Square seems to be pretty adamant. They're going to be doing it. (laughs) Right. And it's like, 
Oh my god! I guess we'll find out if famous people are playing video games that sell these NFTs, mm-hmm. um, because those will be the ones that probably sell the most, don't you think? Well, I think the what they're talking about with video games, what it's going to be is like imagine you like just take something like World of Warcraft, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of having like armor sets, you would have those armor sets, but you'd have a very you'd have a unique version of those that you could go buy on an nft like store and i guess the fear is right all these cosmetic items that you're gonna what you're really gonna get is kind of things like this where some group of investors goes and buys the nft uh and then jacks up the price (laughs) And sells it to big whales that play the game because yeah. they know, like, you know, that it's basically it's not going to be the the gamer who really benefits from this. It's going to probably be the, the people who just know how to take something and then turn it for a higher profit. Right. That's what the fear is um, coming in. But like I could see it being in that really the big one I could see it in would be um, NBA 2K of games I play just because all the clothing that's in there. Yeah, the branding that goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have Nike come out and go like, here's all these custom shirts and shoes and, you know, people bidding on them to make money as opposed to just playing the game, getting a currency. And if you have enough currency in it, you can go buy it, you know, and that's, that's how it works right now. But something tells me that's all going to change. We'll see yeah. if it works. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to change. Um, because I've kind of every, I think we were hanging out that day and you said you brought up the NFT story mm-hmm. and every since then I've kind of been like when it catches my eye and it's staying in the news, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we started off by saying John has the Rona still, or maybe not. He's just, I, I don't want to spread <laughs> too late. I already said it. He still doesn't feel well. Uh, and Beijing's going to keep going despite the Rona. Um, and I saw this this week. And it kind of sucked because I play, I, depending on the, the if I do a wedding DJing, I, I can play one of his songs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the final songs. And Eric Clapton. Oh. Uh, it's come out that he thinks we, the collective we who have gotten the vaccine, are now under a mass hypnosis. Yes. Yes, we are. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> It's the song you play at the end. You look wonderful tonight. Yeah, it's because it's, it's towards the end. I usually try to throw in one more slow dance. And like I said, it kind of just depends on the wedding and the vibe. Sometimes I leave them just thumping, you know, leave out with a bang. But depending on the on the room and what's happening, I may I may uh, throw it out there. Is it like, uh, is it, you always are going to end with an Eric Clapton and depending on the mood, it's either you look wonderful tonight or cocaine. Or those are your two? Is that the barometer I, of the night? <laughs> no, I usually don't even play cocaine because uh, <laughs> usually, if I play, if I <laughs> if I play, uh, first of all, if I play rock ish songs, mm-hmm. that I have to know that they want that, and it it just depends. Like uh, they want, and then they would they want Layla yeah. or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. you. You know, you never know what they want, and and if it if it works, it works. But yeah, it's funny because I just thought about him the other day. Mm-hmm. Played the song at a gig I had, and then like a day later saw that he thinks that I'm under. So do we need the red or the blue pill to get out of this? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what to do, and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some football that happened this weekend, and that's it's NFL 
that's the National Football League, John. Um, the, it, it's in the states. It's a very big thing. So the, when it comes this time of year, uh, there were some divisional games, and Tom Brady was put out of the playoffs. Might he be said his something. Last game. That, yeah, huh? It might, might could have been his last game. That's big news. Mm-hmm. But he said something that it kind of it kind of hit me a little different. Uh, and he's repeated it too. I've heard him on a podcast. He basically said, you know, this feeling I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. I've lost in the round of eight, the round of four, the round of two, and of course, the Super Bowl. Uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's and he goes, uh, only one team is going to be happy when this is over. <laughs> so it always goes. And that, that's a. I mean, it is. Yeah, that's factual. Uh, but apparently, he still is undecided on if he's going to retire. Well, regardless if crazy. he was unhappy, I think all of us who are collective professional football fans. We no one could be unhappy with what we got to watch this weekend. Dude. Every single game came down to literally a walk off. That yeah, they will never besides happen. the uh, technically besides the Chiefs and Bills game, mm-hmm. every away kicker kicked the game winning field goal. Yeah, in the divisional round, and then the Bills Chiefs game was like you know what, hold our beer, and they had possibly one of the greatest games in the last yeah. forever long. Yeah. Like how, how many lead changes happened in that last like two minutes? It was like three or four, five. But it's insane. Five. I couldn't believe like watching it. It was, and I came into uh, we were hanging out in our Discord, and uh, <laughs> laces out, Dan. What movie? You know uh, the movie Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. You know the movie, and and yeah, I hop into our Discord, and you said, "Yep, we just watched probably it could arguably end up being the best game of the this year's playoffs, yeah. and maybe in a long time." It was that awesome. So the Bills are devastated. The Chiefs are happy because they they won the game. And then today you told us about that tweet. Do you remember what it was? Oh, Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Bills. Someone said, uh, who was a Bills fan, said um, Josh Allen could have literally done nothing else to win that game. And someone below him just replies, he could have called heads. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But, yeah. Uh, and And – you know, I'm excited because uh, I still got a dog in this fight. I don't uh, know when the last time I brought up. I mean, they haven't Niners, really. Been a while. Yeah, I brought, it's been a while since it's probably the last time. But yeah, they're they're in technically the NFC Championship game, and they're probably it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. Uh, they got to play the Rams for a third time this year, and uh, they've recently had their number, if you will. Yeah. But beating a team a team three times, much less two times in a year, it's weird because I don't think 49ers have really seen the Rams like where all those pieces they've acquired were mm-hmm. really like you know fully Pumping, blended yeah. in, and now they are. But at the same time, like even with also the Bengals and Chiefs, you know, Bengals demolished the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, 49ers handled the Rams both times they played them this year, but. Yeah, as you said, like beating a team three times is never easy in the NFL. So it's not. I mean, right now there's four teams. One of them's going to win it, and you could try to pick the combinations, and mm-hmm. it'll turn out not like you thought. Like Tom Brady on that same podcast I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. he said, "Who would have thought that Tennessee loses at home as a number one seed? That Tampa Bay loses at home as a number one seed?" And then he's mentioned some. No, 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 no. Green Bay was the number one seed. Yeah, Green Bay lost at home, and then the Bucks lost at home. Yeah, I mean, all in this, and like crazy. we were talking about this game. Like you went to that Green Bay game, 
about seven minutes left, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, we're like, okay, we're back to normal after watching the Tennessee game. And like, oh yeah, the home team's going. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to drop a a food nugget. That's not a, that's kind of, I didn't mean to do that. That sounded lame. But I just, I haven't had them in a while. It's been a while. Been a while. And if you, if you have slept on the cheese, it snapped. If you slept on the cheese, it snapped. I'm just trying to pluralize something that shouldn't be. You need to not sleep on them. They're delicious. So yeah, there you go. And cheese it if you're listening. I'll I'll wear cheese it shirts, dude. I'll promote you. I like cheese it's and cheese it snap. What's up? Hit us up. But Chris, what do you got going on as far as any new shows or anything, man? Not really shows. I did watch that Puppet Master thing on Netflix, which was yeah eerie. I would say yeah. uh, just to see how much control someone can have over someone's life or multiple people's lives. Uh, but besides, like real. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It happened. Go, go watch it. You'll be like, how does someone pull this off? Um, but besides that, uh, the only other thing I'm still watching right now, of course, is peacemaker. It's kind of like my Thursday morning tradition right now. Um, you know, just watching the intro every Thursday morning, I feel like I'm ready to take <laughs> on the day. But it is it's it's absolutely fantastic. You're not wrong. Yes. So yeah. Uh so if big fans of Ozark are listening, mm. uh, you know, that show came back on. It's it's doing one of those things where it's like part mm. one has seven episodes, I think it is. And I'm I since I know they're limited, I'm I'm try excuse me, I'm trying Ooh. to pace myself. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good show. Uh and I've been on that since the early, early release of it. Yeah. So I'm going to plug Ozark here. If you haven't seen it, it's it's one of those like I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a tense, yeah, tense. tense it feels show. like from what I've I've seen like half of the first season, and I definitely felt like someone said, like sat down and watched Breaking Bad and was like, "This guy's got the right idea for intensity on a show," <laughs> and then just said, "Let's go from there." Right? Yeah. You know? Well, chat, uh, Chris, are we good? Do you think we can head on over? You yeah, got anything like, else you wanted to throw in? No, nah, we're at like 20 minutes. We're good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, just shout out to uh, the chat watching us on Twitch TV. There's a name or a couple of names I haven't seen in a while. Oh. Uh, one of those being Huck. How you doing, Huck? Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a IRL friend in there. So what up to Cameron? And if you ever say sounds legit in reference to a, you know, someone as crazy as Eric Clapton thinking we're under mass hypnosis, you and I might not be our IRL friends anymore, sir. Uh, so there, so there's that. But yeah, everybody, hold on. We're gonna pivot over to the, I believe, the topic. If Chris is ready, Chris. It's my turn to speak now. Welcome to the topic time of episode 341. Uh, If you hung out through that entire intro, thank you so much. Thanks for all the thoughts and prayers you would have given John. If you just skip right to right here because you saw the marker in the description, welcome. We're glad you made it. Okay, we really are. This is when I shut up and I let Chris do his thing and then we get to going. Yeah. The topic is 
Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard! Yeah, it happened. It happened. Last week it was just a news piece. This week it's not a news piece. It's a full-out topic. We were like, at the time, we were like, John's probably got something to say about that. And we were really hoping he could be back. And then we were like, John probably is not coming back this week. John's not coming back. Uh, and and we, we didn't play a game. <laughs> we talked about this with him yesterday. and Yeah, and he was thinking, I think that's why he said do the topic. Yeah. Because he could possibly, if he's still not feeling the best, could have, you know, winged it. But, yeah, but this uh, isn't like, you know. It's not like we're, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals and it's the flu game or something, you know. Yeah, we don't we don't need a game winning, you know, jump shot right now or anything. Right. It's fine. Everything's fine, John. We got it. Uh Chris, I don't have any notes. Uh oh no. Uh <laughs> Well, Sean, did you know? That's funny. They're 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 saying John's got his own show now. We just don't know about it. Uh, we weren't in the know, and I hope the intro just, is like us. the intro <laughs> to it is just it's the John show. I don't need Chris, it's Sean, it's the John, the John show. show. <laughs> Who is Chris and Sean? It's the John, 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 John show. You know, I have better production <laughs> than what we have, <laughs> yeah, dude. We will become like, like enemies, you know, radio wars with John, but you know, and then he goes all like talking about unions and you know technically we'll <laughs> be talking about unions here yeah i mean the in, news. in theory yeah in theory i believe it's on there it's gonna be on there yeah, yeah like, like like we said last week this was on the news not this week no go ahead chris so for those who have lived under a rock <laughs> activision blizzard was purchased by microsoft last week on the day of the show uh, when we record for $68.7 billion, uh, you know, not much, but a little bit Yeah, pocket change, right? You know, it's, it's nothing for Microsoft. Uh, this means that as of 2023, I believe, or what will be the close of 2023 physical year from Microsoft, which is June 30th. I think they're expecting this to probably be, similar to the blizzard deal or uh, the Bethesda deal where it will probably close somewhere around April of next year. Um, all the studios that you know and love or hate, I think there's a lot of hate out there for Activision. So, um, they will become part of the Microsoft Xbox game studios, family, all reporting up to now CEO of Xbox gaming, Phil Spencer, um, there have been some other comments, uh, uh or developments. We kind of learned a little bit more that it seems inevitable that Bobby Kotick will be leaving once the deal is completed or, you know, passes through. Um, Phil has kind of done his usual song and dance here where after everyone had the uproar last week, he called Sony and told them that he plans to honor all existing contract agreements. So like, for instance, I think there are some, the biggest one I think is that they had a deal for uh call of duty as far as marketing and promotion. I don't know how long that runs or what the stipulations are for it. Right. Um, 
So like those kind of things will remain in play. He's kind of said anything that's on there will remain on there. And he expressed his desire to keep Call of Duty on the platform. Um, and I would tell people that think like when they read that, that that means automatically that Call of Duty will remain on Sony. Desire is a very unique word to put in there. Yes, it's, a, it's a choice. Okay, yeah. They chose to use that word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also read, you know, we were speculating and because and, we're all pros at this. Oh, this... This was totally like in the works. Like uh, they they've been playing on this move for like a long time. No, no, nah, uh, like November twenty 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 one. Buddy twenty one. Sorry, reaches out and goes, "Hey, you got any interest in us?" Yeah, because we on the selling block, bruh. Yeah, like yeah, that was <laughs> that was a big thing. Bobby Kotick was the one who approached uh xbox not the other way around this wasn't like xbox was just like oh yeah i'm sure activision wants to sell to us you know it was <laughs> i wonder why he chose xbox i wonder if it'll come out later that he tried to go somewhere else he kind of like from what i've gathered from his perspective you know obviously there's the whole entire media part of what's going on with california and activision blizzard and the he he's personally got after the wall street journal put out their article of like things he's done in his past and things he may have been aware of that he didn't report to the board right we went through all that last year many weeks of just breaking stories on this stuff um but from my understanding and it makes sense from his perspective activision is a publicly traded company and they've gotten to a point where sure call of duty every year is in the top you know, ends up being the top selling game, right? That's been going on for a while. Um, even if it's not the end of the year and that allows Chris to win a bet against John. <laughs> if you actually like look at the games that released long-term, they usually end up outselling uh, everything else. And the problem with this is that they had gotten to a point where they've had all these other studios that weren't blizzard that were working on other games, doing smaller properties. But as they really became this thing fueled primarily between two forces, world of Warcraft, right. Mm-hmm. And call of duty, all those studios over time, when you start to look at the numbers and you go, it's not moving the needle for the company in a way that's going to really matter to the shareholders. The biggest concern became making sure every fall there's a call of duty out there. Right. And that whatever wow can make for you. Cause I think they understand over time that was going to deplete just because, you know, the game's been out since 2004 expansions can only do so much for you. You're not going to ever, I would be very shocked if we ever get to a moment like where we go. Yeah. World of Warcraft got 16 million subscribers last week. Right. I I don't think that's going to, uh happen ever again but for them you know therefore call of duty was the biggest earner you could guarantee on every single year so it had to be all these other studios instead of them making something like a new prototype game or trying to revive dj hero right or guitar hero even um the real inspiration behind me being a dj by the way yeah instead became you need to support call of duty core studios so that everything is optimized as best it could be, which creates problems for them as a company because 
lot of developers about the last thing you want to do is be a developer where you <laughs> basically are, you know, all you do is like work on map, you know, uh, mini maps and, 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 you know, audio design for call of duty. You want to develop games. You want yeah. to make something. So they go to other studios. That was their first problem. But the bigger problem was call of duty was beginning to get long in the tooth. And you had this new thing rising up, which is, of course, the free-to-play um, Battle Royale games, which are beginning to eat in because all of a sudden, people who are multiplayer folks, they start to break away. And they kind of rectified that for themselves where they said, well, we'll make Warzone. Well, the problem is when you make Warzone, all of a sudden your numbers for Call of Duty Core might not be as high because if you don't care about the story and you now find yourself preferring Battle Royale gameplay as opposed to standard multiplayer Call of Duty, you are you don't have much incentive to go out there and buy that game annually the way you did for the last 13 years prior. So while these are the top-selling games out there every year, they're also going down. And being able to keep that number up and rising and the profitability up and rising is what keeps shareholders happy. So he kind of started to read the writing on the wall where it's like, hey, we as a company can be consistently selling great, but our shareholders that don't know about every in and out, they might become more despondent as the numbers continue to drop down to say like, you know, what if Call of Duty all of a sudden just ended up only selling 9 to 10 million units per year? That's any other game that would be perfectly fine. We would be like, go you you know, we'd be championing them for call of duty. That looks like decrease and loss of revenue. And therefore you're going to pull out. So never oh, what? <laughs> his thing became, okay, well, if we're not going to be able to maintain this and be able to actually create new things, why not look for a studio or a company that can buy us? And then it's no longer the core focus of that company. Microsoft will never be dependent on call of duty sales as a company, let alone Xbox for that matter. Uh, you know, as far as their bottom line is to, are they doing good? Are investors happy? There are too many R factors as Microsoft Azure being the biggest one. And of course, windows and office, they're just, they're writing air in, in Microsoft's business. Yeah. A $39 billion a year, wherever it is, uh, writing error. So, you know, I think that's why he looked to them. I'm sure if Microsoft had said they were not interested, they probably would have then approached Amazon or Google or Facebook because those would have been the other ones. I don't know. Maybe they reached out to Sony, but I just can't see Sony going. Yeah. 68 billion. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, yeah. they're just in a different place. But anyways, that's the long form answer to why uh, I think it happened. Well, I, I saw, I, I'm going to get to this, but I want to bring out this chat I j that just popped up. So don't be confused to think that the future of Microsoft gaming is going to be not making money on games. It's going to actually be quite the opposite. Correct. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, that's very well said, you know, on the why choose Microsoft or Xbox. And uh, to me, I started thinking about it if, as far as a, a fit. It didn't feel like a circle into a square. It felt like a circle to circle. It felt yeah. it felt it feels okay. It really does. But as far as um, and maybe this is a good time to kind of ease into 
what do we think about yeah the move uh what do we like what's our feelings on it if you will and i gotta be honest um it feel i I still kind of feel like i did when it broke and i feel like i did when they bought bethesda and and things like that and i kind of go um i feel uneasy about it it's gonna be it's gonna be put in our faces (laughs) yeah uh, like it's good for us as a gamer, right? Mm-hmm. Like we need this. This is great. Uh, but I, 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 I'm going to say this probably until the end of time. But I feel like the best competition comes from not with each other or within. It comes from literally, you know, other things making you better. And you just buy them up, and now you're just. I don't know. I, I the gamer needs choices and it needs choices based on companies and and people that are making mm-hmm. you know advancements and doing things better because team A is doing it. We're team B, we need to catch them type thing. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like they're 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 just, you know, opening their wallet which we all knew they could and I don't know if I feel like it's a fair fight because in theory oh, they not. probably could buy everything. Yeah, they could buy Sony if they really yeah. wanted to. If Sony wanted to sell, they could buy Sony tomorrow. Um, same with Nintendo, you know, that's, they could absolutely buy them. And um, I just, that's where I'm like, would we want that? Probably not. Um, you know, yeah. What are your thoughts on it? It's, it's one of those things I'm trying to remain neutral. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be like, yeah, Xbox, you won, you know? Um, cause it's not necessarily by default, a great thing, as you said, getting, everything under one window because people then get complacent and this idea that Phil Spencer is going to be the head of Xbox forever is, you know, I would tell you, go look at the history of console leadership um, at companies, you know, where we watched Jack leave Sony and we were wondering, can they step up? And then Sean Lane comes in and yeah, he did, you know, he, he did a great job for the PS4 and leading that era and making them the most dominant force in gaming. But now with Jim Ryan being there, I mean, you kind of already see it. Like he's a guy that corporate wise, it makes perfect sense why he's there because he knows how to make money and how to do it where you're not losing it. Um, But at the same time, I think we could all agree that Sony's tone has felt a little bit different since that change. And, you know, he's had to kind of combat a lot of things versus like Phil, like when you saw they did the thing with uh, Xbox Gold where they were changing the price and basically it seemed like they were trying to force all those gold subscribers to go to Game Pass. Everyone barks the next day. He's coming back and going like, that was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that we're going to go, you know, a different way. <laughs> Jim Ryan is like, we make a mistake and yeah, you correct it, but it seems like it's two or three weeks after when all the analysis has been done. Right. And he's got the informed decision. He he's not someone who everyone's looking at them and going, Jim Ryan's got his finger on the pulse of how gamers feel. It's more Jim Ryan has his finger on the pulse on how to run one of the most successful game companies out there. Right. Um, chat is uh, chat's awesome uh and i gotta highlight this this mm-hmm. uh panda says i don't see this as a win for xbox at all mm-hmm. uh they were tired of collecting tickets at chuck e cheese so they just went 
to the counter and bought the prizes they wanted. That's funny. <laughs> they said they said f the tickets. But, Enough. But bigger <laughs> picture, I mean, I just look at this has been going on for some time. Yeah. I just don't think people in gaming have been as well aware of it as maybe they should have been. Well, you, was you it go, because is it because of the big names that are now being thrown around or, well, or were there always big names? I think, you know, before we thought 7 billion was a lot when that came up, right? And you go back, I mean, take two bot Zynga last fall for 12 billion and Tencent has been going around buying up stakeholder shares and and just companies, you know, Turtle Turtle Rock went to them, um Sumo Games went to them. There are just a ton of developers that are going to very. It's kind of like now you, your goal is to make a game that is popular enough to get noticed by someone, yeah. and and then get bought out so that you don't have to go spend the next two years as far as your your leadership going to various publishers yeah. and investors trying to convince them fund this next thing that's not going to be a return of investment for at least five years and may leave you disappointed. Uh, yeah, know. and you're like, how am I gonna turn keep the lights on and exactly. feed my face and the employee all those things? Yeah, I know what you. So they're going. You're not, you're not wrong. But even then, like going into the other side, the uh, main media right now, the television and movies. You know, just watch what Disney has done for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's like it started. Up. Marvel got bought out, then Star Wars got bought out, and then they paid seventy one billion to buy Fox. And then on the other side, AT&T had no problem dropping $85 billion to buy Time Warner, which gave them all of Warner Brothers and HBO and all that kind of stuff. And you see what they've done with it. They made HBO Max, right? Uh, and it's been a very yeah. popular service. So these things, I think they're going to happen. Like you, you can be upset, but with the way laws are right now that favor corporations and such, it's a race for content. And... I think with gaming, it's a big problem because it's getting to the point where it's not just the small developers that are getting in this issue. I look specifically right now at Ubisoft and I go, I think you're next because rainbow six right now did not, the new one did not review great, which sieged in at first. Right. So we'll see if they could turn it around. Yeah. They, yeah. They turn it around last time, but that's like the one big earner I could think of that they have. <laughs> as an annual resource, like you can bank on it and you see them admitting Assassin's Creed is going to go to a games as service. Why? Because they need Assassin's Creed to become something that consistently brings in revenue to the company to keep, you know, them afloat. If they can, if they come out there and they spend three years making the next Assassin's Creed game for $200 million and it doesn't hit. And then you think, the next That's one it. after that is $200 million and it even goes That's lower. It. Yeah. It, it's a problem for them. It's a, yeah. It's a John's serious devastated because there's no more Assassin's Creed's. Yeah. So all of a sudden <laughs> if you're Ubisoft and you have those issues and Microsoft goes, will come to us, right. Or Amazon, whoever it is says, come to us and we'll give you X number of money. And Get all we're going, all we're going to ask of you is to manage your studio as well and turn out products that gamers want. That's all we want from you. That's a very, very desirable thing for these companies at this point. So I think that's the thing I would take away is that the industry is going to change. 
because the current system is not set up in a way that really helps these companies stay afloat without being perfect. Right. Um, or you better have something like you better be EA and be over to be over there and say, yeah, we got Madden and FIFA money every year and apex money, right? You better be able to be like, take two say GTA five online pays the bills here along with NBA 2k. That is, we can make anything else because those two games bring us billions of dollars every single year. And if you don't have that right now, you're in a dangerous spot because any moment you could find yourself needing to sell just to stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's crazy chat saying, you know, basically acid said, uh, you know, we used to say Xbox needed first party titles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're good now. Uh, <laughs> Well, speaking of these titles and these properties, what are what are our thoughts on what's going to happen to them? Um, I can start it, or you can go if you go feel ahead, you go. I've been talking. So. Uh, no, it's all it's all good, man. It's just me and you, buddy. And, That's true. You know, and we're having a blast, you know. And and John misses us, and we miss John, and he's got his own show now. So this is how it's going to be, Chris. He's our guy. Deal uh, with somebody, HBO Max. Tu- somebody tuned into right now, and they're like, "Wait, John has a new show? What?" Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. I, I went and I don't have the quote with me, but I remember when they bought Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Phil said the same thing that he you mentioned he kind of said recently. You know, it's our intent or our desire. He chooses these words very special. Yeah. Uh, in order to keep these contracts or these obligations or these games in the same hands. Because he, he spends it where he says he wants all the gamers to have all the ways to play the games. And what did he do at the first chance that he did? But that's as exclusive AF. Yeah, pretty much, unless to, it's to already Microsoft. out there. Yeah, uh, and I know he's saying right now, <laughs> uh, you know, we have an option to keep everything as is, and and when the contract runs out, we'll be talking to Sony. Hey, matter of fact, we called Sony to let them know we were going to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't have to when no. the deal finalizes, and when those deals finalize, and I don't think they will because, um. It really is about money on games and subscriptions for these for these folks. It costs. I think it's. You can correct me. The last I looked was somewhere around five hundred bucks, five fifty to make an Xbox. Somewhere I don't know if they were yeah. somewhere like that. So it's cl- really close to just breaking even on the consoles. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, sold yeah. at a loss, but it's not. It's not as bad as Xbox 360 was. <laughs> not as bad as 360, and PlayStation's a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all about the games and the software. So that's why I think if you think I, I got a PS5, you know, Call of Duty, or if you're thinking WoW's finally going to come to console, or any other, you you know, all the titles by this point. If you think yeah. they're going to come, the ones that do make it count your blessings because I, I think Microsoft's going to be in a point, and, and we kind of thought. Phil would be dumb to not put Call of Duty everywhere. And we kind of said that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought he'd be dumb not to let all the Bethesda games go to PS yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, I personally think they got them now. And when it closes, they're theirs. They're not going to share them. And that's kind of tilted and changed a little bit from me from when the news broke last week mm-hmm. as I had time to kind of sit and think about it. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think... The Blizzard stuff, that's gone. You know, uh, if maybe I guess if Overwatch Two or Diablo Four by some chance had a some sort of contract or deal in place, that might be the only reason. But I would suspect 
if that's not the case, that they are probably gone unless Overwatch 2 goes free to play. Um, and I would say Call of Duty is going to take a while to figure out exactly what's going to happen because there are games that are already in production in the current cycle of how they do things. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's any good reason for Microsoft to change how those go at this point. I'd be like, why? What well, you know, you have a deal um, for publishing or for promotion with Sony and you're not changing the formula. You're just kind of putting out the last remnants of what call of duty was. I think call of duty is the franchise that we can all agree is going to change. Microsoft is not going to be in the business of putting out a new multiplayer call of duty every single year. So the question then becomes, what is it? Is it various games of service? Well, if they're going to be free with battle passes and such, that might be, very much a thing where Microsoft goes, shoot, let's keep it there because it's a free income source and we won't care where people play that game because as long as they buy the battle pass, it's it's doing what it needs to do, right? We won't care if you play it on your PC, your PS5, or your your Xbox. On the other hand, if they're going to take Call of Duty and say, redesign it, to be something new where you get one say every four or five years instead of every year. Yeah. Then it goes to, you know, I think it goes to game pass. And, and if you don't have game pass and your, your orbit of, you know, your ecosystem, they're not going to let that game be on that console. Um, but I don't think that is staying. The big thing is like, I don't think it's staying yearly. And if that's the case, then something is going to change. The question is just, is it free to play or is yeah. it something where it's just a big AAA release that I think that will well, be what shapes it. Well, and, and we countered with, you know, they, they kept Minecraft on and it was, everybody can play it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you have. I think it's going to, they're going to review their, their multiplayer titles where it makes sense for that to happen. I think mm-hmm. there's still a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the uh, the other titles, man, it's it's there. Everything, they, they, yeah. That's in there is some good of that because studios like Toys for Bob's, uh, for Bob, um, what was the uh, in Exile, they can now go off and you can say, hey, or or even if they go and like reach out to someone like Harmonix, hey, we own Guitar Hero. You guys were the original creators of Guitar Hero do you want to come develop something for us to put on game pass? Um, do you want to make, you know, to those other studios, instead of just working on call of duty all your life, do you want to make a new Spyro game or a new Tony Hawk game? Um, a crash bandicoot game, all those kinds of things that they have that they, yeah. they picked up from this purchase that really have remained dormant forever. Um, it's and, still crazy to yeah. think, what we you brought this up, you know, it used to be the face of PlayStation, Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Could possibly now be an Xbox exclusive. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh if they just make him the face of Xbox Game Pass. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be it's, terrible. It's crazy. So another question you had was, what do you think this is gonna do? Not to Sony, we're gonna save that for last, but to the rest of the in- industry, what does this move? Does it shake it up? Do people even blink? Obviously, we're talking about it half for two weeks, and it's been on all over 
all over the news site. So yeah, you lead this one off. I obviously it's going to have a big effect and Sony's now, well, yeah, forget Sony, but other companies, <laughs> you know, every large company is going to have to start making choices. And I think the big thing is they've, they've seen both sides because remember when Google was going around buying talent and saying, we're going to make tons of first party games and stadiums, stadiums, right. And <laughs> what happens? It comes out stadia really kind of has trouble at launch. And on top of that, I don't think their format was in a way that really made sense for what they were asking. Right. They should have been the, the subscription, you know, thing where it's like, we've made contracts with all these game companies to have their games on there and you pay one price and you don't even have to have the game downloaded. It just streams and it's perfect. Right. If they could have pulled that off. They would have been in really good shape, but they didn't. Like, what they did dongle, but we got a cool controller and we got destiny, bro. What would they, they do though? Instead <laughs> they said, sorry, it's been 13 months get rid of all this first party stuff. And we're just going to kind of let stadia die. I mean, when's the last time you've heard of some big promotion stadia today? Yeah. Uh, when you said it it had been quite some time before I've even heard about it. Um, obviously the big one is, is Luma or whatever it's called from Amazon, because, you know, I think everyone would say that new world, at least launched as a success. You can't argue. It didn't sell well. Um, the fact that Amazon has so many fire sticks and, and just so many people who have prime in the world, right. They could be the one that you start to have, especially if they're willing to pay more, if they're willing to get in bidding wars with Microsoft where they would be the ones I could see start coming in and, and buying up and, and going, okay, this is yeah. great. If, if Mark Zuckerberg wants to go past <laughs> VR, and kind of expand it like where I can meta gaming, bro. Yeah. Like where I can go in <laughs> to his metaverse or whatever and have a digital console where I press X and it just plays the game as is right. But I guess I wear the VR headset or I could just have a, you know, more than likely just an application that I run that has all my games on there. That could be a thing. Um, Apple, I almost wonder if Apple is going to approach Microsoft to buy King because Microsoft doesn't really do a lot of mobile stuff. And it would would make sense for them to be like, just give it to us. Here's $3 billion buy. (laughs) Um, But you know, Amazon's going to start to move too. If they think that they should be in that, that realm, I don't know. Apple's kind of an outlier right now. Um, But you know, all these companies over time are going to either have to figure out how they make their own revenue stream that attracts people, which is really hard when you're not the big fish in the pond and deciding all these are big fish. that are just kind of lying dormant right now. Should we go jump with them instead? And who knows what that means long-term, you know, I'm not making any predictions where we are 10, 15 years from now, if it's a good place or a bad place, but I would, tell you the idea of like things going to stay the same that's just foolishness you know yeah i think i think that's where i agree with you Mm -hmm. uh on one hand right i think uh competitors that are in the same pool if you will as xbox gaming you know nintendo sony and blah 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 
I think they kind of get shuffled and kind of go, whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think these bigger companies that you named, the Metaverse, uh, Amazon, they're in, they're they're playing the same sport, you know, mm-hmm. but they're also kind of like playing a different league. Or I don't know how to to really make that an analogy, but I, I think they're always looking to buy the next thing or sure. to do the big thing. This is just a big shakeup because before this, uh. Well, I would say before the Bethesda acquisition, we went. Nobody really buys big AAA developers. Mm-hmm. Well, then Bethesda happens, and now this one, and this is a this is a big one. Uh, it kind of lets you go. Wow, uh, does this start? Does this now that snowball mm-hmm. that everybody gets panicky in the same little realm, and they all start trying to buy their version of what Xbox has? Or do they not because they feel like, for example, Nintendo goes, no, dog, we're still over here in the, uh, you know, our water. They're team red, right? Yeah, we're in the red water. Mm. Or no, what are they? They're red. No. Nintendo. They, mean, they call themselves their water. Yeah, they, they're I, they're basically, they call it the blue ocean or whatever. Like They're in they, the blue ocean because there's yeah. no blood because, they're yeah, they're not fighting. That's right. Well, Nintendo's they're, they're on an chilling. island. Yeah, and- they're on a, Nintendo's chilling with their switches, and they're like, "Bro, we're good." Yeah, Sony, and we'll pivot into that in a minute. They're a little different, but yeah, that's kind of what I think. There's going to be a set of them that kind of go, "Oh crap, we got to uh, we uh uh," and I think part of that derives from the fact that the announcement kind of shocked a lot of people, and the announcement came mere months after engagement. Like it wasn't this long planned thing, and when people read that, they went, "Yeah, oh, oh." Well, that uh, but yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Let's. I mean, Sony. I'll lead off here, and I'll say uh, how this impacts Sony directly. Mm-hmm. I think now that that era of untouchableness that Sony's had, kind of since that really weird E three they did when we they just started making weird series of steps. I don't think they can have a misstep now because I think that's going to be uh, any misstep by Sony in comparison to what Microsoft is doing is going to be considered quote bad news for them from a PR level. Mm-hmm. And I also think if it doesn't seem like if it does end up being bad news or considered a misstep, that's going to show that they're, they're scrambling and it's going to be perceived as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And that may or may not be true uh, because Sony is been so Sony lately. And, but, but, but I say all that on the cusp of, potential really big changes as far as sales go for sony i read somewhere they're still predicting to sell more playstations even though directly after this announcement their stock dropped like cray cray yeah uh 20 billion dollars lost (laughs) yeah and so i don't know sony's always been able to go toe-to-toe with them Mm -hmm. so i i don't know Uh, i'll leave it there with your thoughts on it sony they're fine for now you know, as you said, they will be the top console between these two. Uh, it, it's kind of like everyone forgets. Like it wasn't like Sony got completely trounced by Microsoft in the previous generation, the 360 PS3. They just had a lot of ground to make up, and the one place they got trounced was America, mainly because of Call of Duty, right? And yeah. everyone said that's the Xbox game. Well, yeah, they took that away and and flipped it. But more importantly. Xbox screwed up royally, which gave them the the opening they needed, right? Where they hit a grand slam. There's just no other way to say it, where it was perfect for them. And 
now they've gotten a huge base of, of gamers that are attached to that ecosystem. It's not to say they'll always be there, but for the time being, I think they're fine. Um, the problems will be later on down the, the line. And you've heard people like Mark Cerny kind of hint to this, like that it's a bad thing that Sony is in a place where for their exclusives, they're consistently having to develop like 30 to 60 hour games that cost again, 150 to like $200 million every single time before you even start bringing, bringing in the uh, advertisement cost as well. So with that being the issue, they need to figure out how they can make games that people want in the same level that do not cost as much. And that's a very hard thing to solve. So long-term as things begin to change and the, the benefit of game pass. And if Luna does the same or Luma, I can't remember if it's Luna or Luma. It's one of those two words, but uh, I'm going to let you just say what you want. Yeah. Cause why not? As those grow, the harder thing is going to be for them to justify paying X amount for a box. Right. And then paying for each individual title out there. I, I, I think this even puts more pressure on this project Spartacus because um, you know, we've kind of heard some rumblings of what it is. And I don't think from what I've heard that it's a good design right now, like where, Oh, you can get certain games that come out X number of months after, if you pay a higher fee, but not on day one. Right. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me when you've got a competitor that's doing no, everything is day one from us. You know, uh, that that's a problem. Uh, the question is, are they going to merge with someone else? Are they going to go around and try to go Konami, Capcom, Sega, you know, all these Japanese developers that they have good relationships with, maybe even just Kojima studios, get that unlock. Maybe that's the way they'll go in the short term. Um, I would continue to expect they're going to really press developers for making exclusive deals with the benefit of helping the finance. Like we already know Final Fantasy 16 is console exclusive to PlayStation. Um, they've done it before Street Fighter, you know, uh, and a bunch of other death loop here recently ghostwire tokyo at least started out as exclusive to their consoles and i think that's their short-term fix at least but the question is going to be big term are they looking to buy people or merge with someone that gets them on a level where they can at least feel safe for the foreseeable foreseeable future or is instead they start to consider what they should be going forward like you know, do they decide next console generation if things are more in the cloud to begin with? Let's stop making boxes and let's just make sure that our games are in the cloud at the same place as Xbox and we'll do like Nintendo does. People will come buy our exclusives and that's how we'll function as a company. I don't know. It's probably not possible just because <laughs> like... Well, look, I didn't... And, and um, people who heard you just say that... Mm. Look at what time does. We didn't balk at you saying, what? Yeah. Streaming only. It all needs time and be introduced at the right time. And mm -hmm. who knows? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm. well, here's the deal, though. I'm playing a lot of games on PC. I'm just downloading them. I still need a box. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not exclusively streaming games yet. I still think we're a little bit further away from that because I still think there's always going to be people who are gamers sure. that aren't going to be able to reach that that echelon of what it takes to stream games. But imagine um, if you were, if you will, at 2032, if the average like download speed in America is somewhere between 500 and, you know. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. You there would be like no reason not to. Yeah, if, if we get things. set up like that from an infrastructure standpoint, yeah, and the and the world is kind of set up like that. If, if Rona doesn't wipe us out, <laughs> you know, uh, you never know, dude. You never know. Yeah, but yeah, there, there's our thoughts and prayers on that. Uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to add, I think those questions you highlighted that we kind of went over were perfect. Yeah, uh, but but I, I'm I'm done giving you the floor for the last you know whatever you want, and then we'll move on to to the noose um yeah i would just tell people don't become a person that is a champion of one of these companies when they do this stuff like and and don't think it's also the end of everything like again sony makes plenty of deals where they deprive stuff from microsoft microsoft does the same thing you could argue if it's a good or bad thing for everyone you know, and find benefits and, and problems with it. So, you know, just sit back and game where you want to game and try to find places where, you know, you like the ecosystem and, and leave it at that. Because I guarantee you, regardless of who you like more between the two, they both want your money and they're going to do everything they can to get the most out of you. <laughs> Pay that man his money. But you want to do some news, Sean? Yeah, man. That'd be great. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Chris is going to lead off news this week with some news. What? Did he just say? Yes, I did. What's up? Sean. Yeah. Respawn is hard at work. EA has three (laughs) Star Wars projects in the works, all of which are being overseen in some form by Respawn. According to reports, the games include a sequel to Fallen Order, an FPS, and a strategy game. At this time, no release date has been offered for any of these titles, whatever the plans are. It seems that Respawn is taking the lead when it comes to the development of Star Wars titles at EA. That's pretty exciting if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just sound excited, Sean. Well, I just remember that game. It it was hard. It was uh you, you remember right? It was it was like a mini version of Dark Souls ish, but Jedi powers. Yeah. I'm, and, and I I enjoyed it, it. I did too. I enjoyed it. Uh I mean, it's definitely got one of the most BA Star Wars game moments. Yeah. Yeah. At the end there. Uh, it it does seem like Respawn's taking lead, which is good for mm-hmm. the development. I just, I'm still anxious to see kind of when they're going to give us a date or whatever. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm just, I don't want to get too excited yet. It seems like Disney is all because, you know, they've got Midnight Suns coming from Marvel. Right. So is this their new thing, like where they're just going to aim to have a 
an action game and a strategy game. <laughs> and I guess the only difference here would be an FPS, but just the idea that respawn, you know, of course did Titanfall and uh more popular, popular at least uh Apex Legends could be making a FPS game. That's exciting. And you would hope it maybe, is, yeah. maybe the team that primarily has been on Apex the last couple of years is the one that's uh heading that up for them. You know, could you imagine if I'm trying to think well we know supposedly Microsoft is doing the Mandalorian base game. Um with I think it's the coalition that is the rumor right now. But what if you had like Commander Cody and an FPS? Dude, dude, if Commander Cody had a standalone game, I'm in. Right? That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, so we'll like I said, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get any more of those Star Wars games where like uh what was the name of it? I'm I'm drawing a blank where you fight and the the heroes can come in. Battlefront. Oh those made a lot of yeah. money, but those are just they 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 let a lot of people down at the same time. Dice uh Dice kind of needs to get its house in order on a lot of things, I think, before they get trusted with another one. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh moving on, Sony did actually respond, and I know we just talked about an entire topic of the acquisition. Let's see what they did. Uh, In the wake of Microsoft's $70 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard, Sony finally responded in a quote to the Wall Street Journal. We expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games um, are are, multi-platform. That's the end of the quote. It's not clear what contracts Sony currently have with Activision. In this wake, Sony stock took a hit we mentioned this as well, of $20 billion, although that is expected, of course, to recover over time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's all they got right now, is this, and that could be because from a legal standpoint, they're like, yeah, you're going to make the headlines, but these are, things have already been signed. Yeah. So we're not going to panic yet. And Who I knows? don't think anyone ever expected Microsoft to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll I guess we'll find out long term what kind of contracts those are because if certain things quickly disappear from Sony, then you'll know what <laughs> didn't you know have a contract. Up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um well <clears throat> Sean, continuing on here, uh it it seems that the existing Activision Blizzard titles are here to stay with them with the company confirming that will not remove existing games from PlayStation after the acquisition from Xbox. This means games such as Call of Duty Warzone will seemingly remain multi-platform. The company stated, quote, we will honor all existing commitments post-close. As the Microsoft acquisition of Minecraft, we have no intent to remove any content from platforms where it exists See? today. And I mean, like this still builds up like See? everyone. They're like, <laughs> I want Call of Duty. I desire Call of Duty to be on there. I'm like, well, Warzone's yeah. on there. Then it's technically on there, it's isn't it? Technically on there, yeah. <laughs> but you see how they word that when the company states, mm. we, we have no intent to remove content where it stands today. Hmm. That is, that's legit talk. You got to pay attention to that stuff because it could be like, yeah, but tomorrow. (laughs) Bye. Uh, (laughs) Peace out. Uh, Annual releases of Call of Duty, right? Some Call of Duty developers are eager to move away from that annualized release model. 
uh, for the series. According to Bloomberg, uh, you know, that's one of our news team's favorite places to go. Yes. There are, quote, high-level employees that have discussed ditching Call of Duty's release schedule. It is felt that this new course of action would please players as it would relieve them from a steady drumbeat of gameplay. Mm. With the existence of Warzone, in addition to the annual releases, there is certainly a case of Call of Duty fatigue. People have thought that for years. Yet, the beat continues. (laughs) While Vanguard maintained its status as the best-selling game of the year, it did suffer a sales decline. So, yeah. hmm. Yeah, as we kind of said before, I just do not see a world where Xbox wants to be in the game of we have to put a Call of Duty out every single year because it kind of... No. They did this, like, they tried to do that with Halo for a while, like where, you know, you were getting Halo 3 and then ODST shortly after you got Reach, right? Um, Think about how they're doing the new Halo. Yeah. The multiplayer's out there. Mm Mm-hmm. They got the campaign out there. There'll be some updates to both for a four or five year period, but not a new. I mean, imagine, if you will, a world where you have a Call of Duty multiplayer service, a Warzone service, a, you know, and a Call of Duty zombie service. And if you want to, if you really want to go specific, you could say instead of just having one Call of Duty multiplayer service, we'll have a world war two version of it and a modern warfare version of it. And we'll just do kind of releases every single year, as far as new maps and different types of weapons. Right. And then maybe they take something like infinity ward and just go, all right, guys, for the next five years, figure out what you think call of duty should be. And we'll see where we, where we are. Who knows? Uh, Chris, we got a request for you to say in a world like the uh, movie trailer guy. <laughs> in a world. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, I, I approve. You know, you know. Hey, I Sean. Hey, I'll, I'll shut up. My bad, man. I'll read this for you so that you don't have to say it yourself. Get ready, Sean. Uh, for what, buddy? I don't know. You got to read it. I just read no. the title for you. Or was that me? Yeah, oh, yeah. I read the Call of Duty. Yeah, that's this was the one where we had to do the thing like we had to do. Oh, okay, I got you. I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Elden Ring <laughs> has gone gold, and Sean's body is ready for any bridge ogre that comes his way. Oh, God. Oh, no. It has been revealed that Sean's quest can be finished in 30 hours, but there are dozens of hours of optional content should he decide to partake. According to Yashiro Kiato. I don't know. That was a decent try, right? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll give you a C minus, but yeah. <laughs> Passing <Fine>. grade. First try. <laughs> First try. <laughs> Quote, the idea is that the main route should be able to be completed within 30 hours. The game as a whole is quite massive and contains many dozen more hours worth of gameplay. But if we're talking about the main route only, it shouldn't take much longer than that. Sean would also probably be comforted and knowing that the game has been designed to make sure players aren't overly stressed while playing. Again, oh, no. quote, with the game's world being so large that can produce real depth and a breath of enjoyment, uh, but it can also lead to unnecessary stress for some players. The dev team oh, no. has been very careful to avoid that where possible. With battle al- battles already being fairly difficult, 
I oh, can no. understand wanting to reduce stress elsewhere. Yes, especially as the enemies are so strong. So oh, no. From what I gathered, maybe the goal here, Sean, is that the ogre is there from whenever you want that challenge. But when if you want to, you could go around the world, fight some more basic enemies that... Like, like Zelda and the Lynels. I'd yeah. be cool with that. Maybe collect some flowers. I don't know. Chop down or a god of war. The, what were they? The Valkyries that you had to go kill? Oh, yeah, because that was the least stressful part of that. No, game. I'm saying like those you didn't have to... Oh to yeah, do the main th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they do the Call of Duty, I mean, God of War was tough. Yeah. If it's like that, and I can have fun with it, and have an adventure, and then there's this other stuff if I want to, mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. You okay. know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm we'll trying see. to be on blackout mode. Like they've released some more stuff today on it, and I was like, or yeah, I don't yesterday. want. To, I don't want anything. Yeah, I'm I ready. want to just turn it on and be wild. I exactly. really do. Ouch. Sean, did you step on a Lego? I did not, but we thought so, didn't we? It has been reported that, boo, it has been reported that TT Games employees suffered under crunch uh, during the development of Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And that game looks like it's going to be hype, right? According to a report from Polygon, it was a very soft-spoken blackmail. That's never good. That created a vibe that Hmm. said basically, quote, if people don't start doing overtime, there's going to be problems, end quotes. Mm. The report indicated that the team was promised a longer development timeline and a new engine as well uh, to work with that would make this possible. However, extended development did not reduce the crunch and leadership stuck with in-studio engine to save on licensing costs as opposed to working with Unreal Engine. That decision negated the benefits of extended development time. According to the report, the history of crunch in the studio has been around for a long time since the company once committed to a game per year. Yeah. Yeah, these stories, they they always find a way to make the headlines, and it sucks. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's this thing like where... If you're a studio right now that has a big property like this, and you know, Lego isn't Call of Duty, but it is a sizable property, you know, not to mention with the property of Star Wars attached to it. Exactly. I think anyone could agree that this is the most anticipated Star Wars uh, Lego game in a long time and the most anticipated Lego game in a long time. Um, But when you have that much attention on you, I don't know how you're not prepared PR wise for these kinds of things, because someone in today's world, if they have to live through this and it's creating stress on their lives and they're talking with their coworkers and they too feel that stress, someone's going to break and go talk to a reporter, you know, um, and, and try to change this because they all realize if they remain silent, nothing's going to change. And and this kind of just proves it where you're promised a bunch of things. And, and, you know, look, I get it money wise, you know, going with your own engine. Yeah. You know, EA made that decision and look how that worked out for him. But well, especially <laughs> promise these things. Yeah. But after either before or after, it doesn't matter really where mm-hmm. that if you don't work overtime and make a commitment to this project, you're going to face consequences. Yeah. That's kind of not cool. Um, it would make me not happy and it would probably make me try to find another team to work for if I could. Yeah. To uh, be quite honest. And that's probably what's going to happen is you'll see people find a way where if they see a different studio, 
they'll they'll vault. They'll say, they'll "Well, peace out." Yeah, could be better than this. We'll see. <laughs> well, Chris, what could be much better than like playing God of War on PC though? Not much. Uh, God of War on PC is off to a very strong start and has passed Horizon Zero Dawn to become Sony's biggest launch on the platform with a peak of 73,529 concurrent players. I know that was concurrent. Uh, God of War was the best-selling game of the past week and that held off Monster Hunter Rise, ready or not, in Elden Ring pre-orders. Horizon Zero Dawn had been the previous high for Sony title with... 56,557 concurrent players. Days Gone topped out at 27,240. Uh, or I'm sorry, 450 players. Yeah, concurrent <laughs> players. Um, yeah, but but this is part of, do you not agree this is part of that strategy that Sony's going to have? Yes, and, and we've, like, I get at this point it's too late probably to have Horizon Forbidden West, right? Uh, there on day one, but I would say this by... If they can get it out by this fall, it should be on there. And honestly, I think we all think that God of War, if it does make it out for release, will be sometime in the holiday season this year. And if that's the case, you know, I would have been talking about this with them beforehand, but I'd be calling up uh, Sony Santa Monica and going, can you get this to PC as well on day one? Is that possible? Because it's just money being left on the, on the table. Like, you don't need to worry about where people play God of War. Because guess what? As we said earlier, even with Microsoft buying Blizzard and, or Activision Blizzard, you're still probably going to be the top-selling consoles generation. Who cares if they played on their PC or, you know, on your PS5? You still got $70 from them for the game. You know, and, and just leave it there. Yeah, it's all it's all about that money, mm-hmm. and yeah, make it a thing, yo. True, uh, Chris. The car is uh, we've we've reached a parking place for news. Oh, uh, yeah. So a destination has been reached. So okay. you got to do a thing now. Well, <laughs> finally, this week. <laughs> Oh, how we wish John was here for this one, don't we? Uh, It's titled In Good Faith. All right. Members of the Raven Software QA team have called off their strike action. This news comes following the confirmation that members of the QA team had officially voted to (gasps) unionize. (gasps) Oh, no. John Spotson. (laughs) John, uh, unions. According to a tweet from ABK, pending the recognition of our union, the Raven QA strike has ended. Unused strike funds are being stored for future organizing or strike efforts. We'll post or retweet any GW updates here. Appreciate all the community support throughout the strike. (laughs) The group indicated that it is still waiting for positive or negative recognition of its union from Activision Blizzard but that it is acting in good faith and asking for good faith by ending the strike. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it, say what you will. Is this kind of a historic moment? Cause I don't believe there's ever been any uh, other group in video game development that has successfully unionized. Um, even though this yeah. is like 
this is only like I think like seventy something people that work for the company that this affects, right? Um, but it's it's a big moment uh, because you know, I guess depending on how those go, maybe you start to see other Q and A areas at say like EA and Microsoft, Sony, whoever that go. You know what we want some protection, and we're going to yeah. group together to get it. <laughs> well, I did think about this group uh, when the news broke of the acquisition, mm. uh, and I wondered if we'd hear anything, and we have. Uh, you know, it, it. I don't know if they're going to get any. They wanted positive or negative recognition from Activision Blizzard. I don't know if they're going to get it. Yeah, because you know they're getting bought by Microsoft and all that stuff. Um. We'll see, but it is good to see that, yeah, history's kind of made. I think it's made in a, uh, it was made at a time where it was almost, it had to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just glad, you know, I'm glad for people that this is a positive thing for, and I hope there's not a lot of negative brought up by it. Hopefully it leads to good for everyone yeah. involved, right? Yeah. Um, but we don't want like our video game version of like a you know a Jimmy Hoffa event. We don't want that. Okay. Wait, that's the wait. Clear me up on something right now. The Irish pivot. Uh, they w- Teamsters were unions. Teamsters was a union. Well, is a but, union. You gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's yeah. movies that have confused me. I've I'm just I'm dumb, Chris. Sean, and, uh, I'm start, starting to sweat a little bit. Sean, that's why I have to be the one to tell you. We should probably wrap this up. I don't want to do that, but, you know, John's sick, and he always did, so... Never! looked away emails electronic mail from the future all the way from the year 3000 got 3000 and uh if you want if you want to take part in this segment of the show you could start if you want by sending an email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com uh i think we're going to highlight three this week but two are from the same person chris is going to definitely handle those and we'll go from there all right uh official super emailer now i'll give him that title because he's been consistent since he started emailing unlike some of you other posers wait what why what? do i get why do i get aggressive <laughs> with the fans why the did listeners? it get real shady everywhere chris right? like, <laughs> let me tell you how i feel about Super <laughs> uh he says hello guys um, hey, Juana, man. First and foremost, I hope that when and if this email is read, John is back and feeling better than ever, sending positive thoughts your way. And I also cannot stress enough how much your podcast helps, especially when having a crappy day. Literally. I woke up on podcast day a bit early to uh, sneak to GameStop real quick before the old lady woke up. Not that she gives me any grief, but I like to sneak out to such places anyways. I'm on my way out of the room. 
I slid into what seemed like a pile of Triceratops feces from Jurassic oh, Park. no. This is already going bad. Needless oh, no. to say, it took me about an hour to clean that up uh, The with the carpet, the shoes, the vacuum, and clean said vacuum, and to deodorize my whole living room. I now realize why my pit bull is so chunky and my pug <laughs> always looks hungry. My pit will eat out of the lower bowl. And since the pug can barely eat out of the top bowl, my pit eats twice. So to make things fair, I had to cut the legs out of the taller bowl to make them equal and both now have a chance. Boy, what a morning that was. Totally agree with the picks for both of you. And I guess uh, um, I believe he's talking about our most anticipated games. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were we were equal. We we yeah. agreed. Uh, and I guess John will be playing Assassin's Creed Ragnarok since that will be the new thing for a while. Zelda, while I want it, I'm not holding my breath eh, uh, for it, but it could be the <laughs> Nintendo holiday title, and I can't wait for it. The only thing that worries me about the Microsoft acquisition is that unlike or that like any other streaming service, price hikes are unavoidable. Where do you go if there are no uh, options left? For example, uh, of this when most digital media took over, or or I think he's saying an example of this is when most digital media took over. Places like Family Video and Blockbuster shut their doors. Now, if you're not happy with the price of the service, where where can you go? Uh, if there's no one left selling these things, competition breeds innovation. You are right. I, there. I say that all the time. I'm not, know? I'm not really into cloud or streaming games as my internet, uh, is while decent is not the best and Comcast is not an option since I'm off by a mile. Uh, they had the nerve to tell me that I can have them survey my area and pay for contractors to extend their infrastructure I guess internet companies in this country are okay with nickel and diamond customers without really offering any upgrades to their service, which is why I prefer physical media. That's not a bad way to look at it. Do you guys think the next console generation will be a digital distribution in services? And if so, would you guys be okay with adapting to such standards? Anyways, great podcast. Uh, like always, keep up the good work. And many thoughts and prayers for John. Wishing you a speedy recovery and that was from Jawana man or uh jawan uh, i i believe we're talking to jawan howard that's how I, I there's no doubt about it fab five alum himself yes oh he did though also post an update email so let's go into that before we start answering yeah and he said hey i got a series x and game pass which is kind of funny since he just talked about physical media <laughs> Uh, I hope Sony and Nintendo bring it with their first party titles, but most of my gaming will be on Xbox from now on. Signing off, former Sony Nintendo fan, now just a gamer in all his consoles, plus my PC, of course, and he posted said picture. I gotta say, if you are a fan of the Joker, this is a very... Oh, that is sexy time right there. I'm going to post this in our Discord uh, after we're done. Oh, that's sexy. And he's got the classic... Uh, a lot of people do this now. Put the Funko Pops on top of your graphics card. That's yeah. nice. I can't believe. Actually, the one I'm most impressed with is the uh, the yeah custom, the cooler the custom green cooler sleeve. the The screen I've seen, I've seen like where coolers can do the the AIO on top of it can yeah can have, have a, a custom image, but I've not seen any green like 
water cables or whatever you want to call. Look them. at his RGBs. They're even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as uh, yeah, his his yeah, little his yeah, his even like his sleeves are all the the Joker. That's nice. That's that's a that's dope. But um, that's dope AF. I I would say one as far as what you were asking in your original email. Um, I would probably bet maybe outside of Nintendo, yes, that for the most part, the next generation will be primarily a digital digital distribution. Um, even if it's not like, you know, Netflix yet, like where it's just game pass and that's it. I think, Mm -hmm. I think the need and cost and everything for physical drives is going to go away because you just see the number go up every year for digital. Here's the deal there. They've already just put the tip in. Yeah. By giving us a discless PlayStation five and an Xbox series S. Yep. So, I mean, and there it is. I mean, I think we're still going to have a box. Yeah. But you're not putting disc in it. No, it's just going to be a place to store things and run it. And and as far as adapting the standards, that was your follow up question. If it all it goes all digital, mm-hmm. I I'm not going to be okay with just going to you know, GamePass.com and playing my games or whatever. I still kind of want to own a Nintendo or a PlayStation or Xbox, but I'm getting closer to maybe I don't need to hold the games because they're getting kind of a pain in the you know what to mm-hmm. put on shelves and stuff. So. Maybe I would be problem with there not being a box if it was like I got a promise. It's like, okay, all you have to do is have this application and we're going to update what the, the, you know, ability of that is like every two years. So we'll always be giving you the best it can do, you know, something that's yeah. better than what's before. Around. <laughs> exactly. You want to read that next one too, Chris? I guess I can. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, this is a simple one from Vince, and he simply, John, if you're listening, he wants to know or wants you to know that we all hope you are feeling better, baby boy, and we miss you. Speak for yourself, Vince. I do hope he feels better. Uh, but <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, John. Oh, and he uh, uh, he put sent from your mom's box for an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, speaking of, when, when's the iPhone's iPhone ever going to email us back? That goes back to your initial complaint yeah. with the fact that apparently only Juwan Howard can email us and everybody else is too good to send an email. Fine. Everything's fine. Fine. Uh, I'm going to pivot now before I get too heated, okay? Uh, and I'm going to go over to Twitter. Of course, you can find us there at Weekly Games Chat. And you can send us direct messages that I may or may not read on air. But I'm going to read these two because they are sweet. And I like it. So this one is from Matt uh, at Matt Erickson. Hey guys, new follower and fellow gamer. I missed the most anticipated list. If it's not too late, I only give my number one Elden Ring. Of course, excited for the setting and the storytelling of Mr. Martin. Mm. I like that. You call him Mr. Martin. It's nice game should be incredible. Uh, I found you guys when I was looking up podcast, get this Chris on slay the spire. Wow. That's old school. See, but I, yeah, (laughs) I get all the heat from Sean and John. (laughs) Why are we talking about this little game? Growth. (laughs) We got mad from it, bro. Uh, But I got hooked and now I look forward to all your podcasts. That's what's up. Thank you. Keep being great and providing the excellent content. Love listening and hoping I can join the Twitch chat someday. Hey, we hope you can too. For sure. Uh, If the work schedule makes it happen. Come on, work schedule. Make it happen. 
You guys provide excellent content and are my favorite podcast. If there was a DJ horn sound effect right now, this would be where we would hit it, sir. Thank you and keep up the phenomenal work. No, thank you, Matt, for being uh, a Richard and joining us and, and being around. We appreciate you and hope you can join us thank you for on the Twitch one day. Thank you for being a friend. Another DM this week that I want to point out, which again, shows us love, which I love to let everybody else hear. Because if you feel that way too, you can tell us, okay? Uh, this is from at Tony X Trotter. Uh, started listening to you guys a couple of weeks ago, and I spent a lot of my days at work since listening to different episodes. I listened to one where y'all talked about It Takes Two and decided to pick it up and convince my wife. Your wife. Your wife. Who never plays video games to play with me. Ooh. Wait, what? Uh, it stresses her out. And it's hard for her, but a lot of times we need to get off and go to bed or do something else. She wants to keep going, and it's awesome. That's what's up. It is. It can be quite challenging, depending on who you picked, I think. Thank you all for the entertainment, the indirect recommendation, and game on. And there's like literally 2,100 emojis hmm. or stickers, whatever it is. Uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. You're listed as a, uh, and I may welcome you in a minute, as a Christ follower and hip hopper. That's that's nice that you put those two together. So speaking of which, let me go to uh, to mentions. And uh, Lucy says, can't wait to listen to your episodes again. Um, and <laughs> uh, please update me on my favorite games. You know which ones. Kissy smiley face. Um, so let's... <laughs> Let's go uh, to our followers. And we do have some we're going to say follow, follow you back. Uh, at M Burkhart 1983. Thank you so much for the follow, sir. Following you back. And Lucy at Black Rose TRC. Thank you for the follow, following you back. At Mr. Max TikTok. Thank you for the follow, following you back. And at Urban Being Here. Uh, thank you so much for the follow, following you back. And that'll do it for Twitch this week. Once again, at Weekly Games Chat over on Twitch. Now, Chris, let's go look into Discord, which, you know, we've got the world's greatest, you know, podcast. It has to be accompanied by, like, the, the world's best. most awesomest Discord ever. It's kind of like having a really awesome motorcycle, but not having a cool sidecar with it. It would suck. Wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, let's see here. So Yuri, can you see him yet, or you want me to just go over him? Oh, you can go over him. Uh, at DJ Haygood, I'd like to hear your take on this. And there's an article from The Atlantic, and it says that the title is, Is Old Music Killing New Music? Hmm. Uh, the tease, real quick, is old songs now represent 70% of the U.S. music market. Even worse, the new music market is actually shrinking. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think, I think as technology grew, anybody could make a song. And I mean that in a, in a, not as the direct way as you would think, but like, like you could get famous on something, uh, a lot easier than it took to put practice and stuff in. And that's not a slight, that's not to take away from somebody who was able to create some magic. Right. Uh, but I, as I got older, I've, I've done the thing that you all have heard your parents, and maybe if you are one, a parent, the music just kind of got to a point where it hit a certain time frame 
and you don't really progress as far as your tastes on your likes. I'm in a weird place space because I have to stay on up to date and on par with songs because I need to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little weird, uh, but I definitely want to read it. And maybe I'll follow up uh, a little bit more. I, I didn't kind of check it before emails. Chris, do you have any quick thoughts? If you think old music's killing new music? I don't know if it's necessarily killing. I mean, it's always been a thing like where, yeah, people romanticized their period where they were young. You know, it doesn't matter who you are talking about. Our parents with classic rock. You're talking about me and Sean with like stuff from, you know, the late nineties into their early two thousands, mid two thousands, even, um, you know, that's, that's natural. I think why it's really dominating right now is because one streaming services and two things like TikTok, where, it's really hard to find a new song that most people don't know and use it in a video, right? That ends up going viral, but you can have things like, you know, for instance, like Elton John's my I'm still standing had a little like part where for a week or two, someone does a video and all of a sudden people are taking one specific moment out of that song and making the same video to get in on trend or even more recently, uh, Celine Dion, right. With, um, not my heart goes on, but, uh, uh, it's all coming back to me now. Like I had a week where I was watching moms go and like do lip syncs where they slowly got into Celine mode, like where they would act like they're just mom. And all of a sudden put on a, <laughs> take a curtain, wrap it around them like a dress, take a air, you know, blow dryer and have it in their face and hit those yeah. high notes. And, and you're not wrong on that, yeah. man. Things like that matter. Yeah. Uh, because it gets the, the umbrella of people that see it and understand the funniness behind what you're trying to do. It's a wider market. Even, uh, and it, it, it trickles down. Like I read this week, Frank ocean, right? I love Frank ocean. Uh, his initial album debut album, hit like 65 on the billboard this week. Why? Cause someone took a song off that and put on a TikTok video and it became trending. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes to make someone else and spike up. It doesn't mean they sustain it, but I don't know. Uh, last year during the trend where they put the, uh, the video to buy you a drink where it says, mm-hmm. talk to me. I talk back. I started playing that song in rotation at the club and I could turn the music down. And people would start pointing at me and doing it because they'd all seen it on TikTok and they made it a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you're right. And I think that's what it is. I don't know if it's necessarily killing the music. Here's what I'll say. New music, get good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe people will start at some point, you know, new music is going to turn to old music. It's going to be a cycle. I I don't know. I, that what? is a very interesting article. Thank you for sending I, it to me and, and pointing it out to me, too. I want to know why you're not playing more t-pain at your weddings uh at weddings it depends on again the crowds the age right not everybody knows they all need to hear there's a people think t-pain ruined music chris i don't know if you know this by uh his you know voice Mm -hmm. but the thing is he can really sing he really can it's crazy uh acid sugar shared some really cool news with us uh richards this was to everybody but only a few people apparently saw it Mm. Uh, closed on a house on January 20th. If you remember, Congrats. he had some big news last week. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mm. And then check this out. 
Asset starts a new job on February 7th. That's the best job he's ever had in his career. Working. Everything's 100% official. He might cry soon. He feels it. He's working for uh, me. Wait, what? <laughs> Punkhead says, soon. I'd be crying right now. Uh, Acid says, I don't think it's hit me yet, you know. And then Yuri says, let it sink in. You know what I'm saying? So if you're up in your emotions right now, Acid, you deserve it, man. You deserve all the things. Congrats. I hope you do you, well. Uh, uh, Blurry, real quick, going back on that article, says it talks about people in their 30s who are listening to songs that are 40 years old. That's insane. Mm. Well, like I said, I think people... I, I think that, all right, I'm going to say this, the newer music and, and with the people who listen to the newer music, their attention span, right? They regurgitate songs and they immediately move on. Where back in the day, the songs had a life, right? They had longevity. Yeah. Uh, there was some sustenance to the songs. Okay. Uh, and I think they get through that and they start realizing where samples come from and where, I used to listen to songs with my mom or dad in the car, and that opens up another world of more music and another avenue for you to explore. And if you love music, you become like a sponge, and you can't believe all this stuff's out there you never heard. So that could be... Me and Sean are tired to listening to Britney Spears, so now we want to go back <laughs> and listen to Madonna and everything that came before Britney. Even though it's Britney... Uh, well, we can't say that word here. It's but. Britney. Uh, but yeah, Chris, you might want to start it. Uh, just saying. Uh, once again, this has been episode 341. We're nine away from 350. Uh, if you want to email us, make sure you do that at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you're on the Twitter, we're there too, at weeklygameschat. And if you haven't done so, please come join us in our Discord, our official community, where we all hang out and make Richard jokes. It's fantastic. Uh, wherever you find your podcast and download us from, Please leave us a review and spread the love so other folks can find us. I'll look over here at Chris. Uh, I'll say great show today. John, wherever you're at, yeah, we feel love better, you. man. We, we love you. So I'll say game on to Chris. And of course, John, I'm giving you game on as well. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. I hope you feel better and we see you back next week. All right. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. If John was here, he'd say, Dog life. Now I hit the button.